So today we celebrate two, uh, well, a very, one very special occasion, one, one not as special of an occasion, but it, the very special occasion is the fact that we celebrate the solemnity of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. We come together and celebrate, it's kind of the, the Latin term is Corpus Christi, the body of Christ. And the story behind this feast day is kind of interesting. It was back in the, in the, the 13th century, there was a priest who was seriously doubting uh, the presence of, of, of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. And while he was consecrating the host, basically the host, the, the bread from heaven, and basically saying, this is my body, that's what happens whenever you consecrate, it's ordinary bread, comes down and says, this is my body. Once you say those words, uh, it, it, it transforms, it, the, the substance of the bread changes into the body of Christ. And whenever he said those words, Blood started dripping down from the host and actually stained the corporal, which is a cloth, and that corporal is still there to this day, uh, seven centuries later. And the blood type, actually they tested the blood was AB positive, or AB. And that blood is the rarest blood type in the world, but it's the most common blood type in the Holy Land. So just a lot of very interesting kind of backstories to this miracle of the bleeding host. This isn't uncommon. It's not uncommon to have... I mean, it's rare. Don't even, it's not like it happens you know, all the time. But it, 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 several times over the centuries, we've had these beautiful Eucharistic miracles that really transform kind of people's understanding of the Eucharist that help us see, actually, this is not a symbol. What we're doing here whenever we celebrate Mass is the real thing. What Jesus said in the Scriptures is the real thing. This is the flesh of the Son of Man. This is my body. And, it, and whenever you eat the Eucharist, whenever you consume the bread, at least what looks like bread, you're actually consuming the flesh of God. True food, true drink. And in doing that, what happens is we become united with Him, and ultimately we, we allow ourselves and we allow the Lord to enter into our lives to make us more and more and more like Him, which is the desire of our hearts to begin with. We desire to be like God and what does he do? He invites us to that table to be more like him. Now, the other occasion that we're celebrating, which is not nearly as big as the Eucharist, not nearly as big as the Lord God himself, not nearly as big as all of this, this incredible creation that he gives us in the Mass, is the fact that today, Central Time, June 10th, which is, I mean, it's June 11th today, but, but in the States it's June 10th still, it's my sixth anniversary of my priestly ordination. So six years ago, I was ordained a priest, and every year I kind of like to, every ordination anniversary, I kind of like to recall and use this opportunity to reflect on all the kind of the lessons learned over the past six years and kind of what's changed over time. And it, I, I think a lot's changed. I'm not sure entirely, but I think a lot has changed. I can remember whenever I first became a priest, whenever I was first ordained, I was full of vinegar. I was an angry person, and I, I loved it. It was so much fun. I would get up there, and, the, and, and basically every homily, and I would attack every issue you could imagine. I would try to solve every single problem you can imagine. I would try and just, just ultimately just be kind of the solution to every single problem you can imagine. And I did that really, and I worked really hard for three years at Wisdom, at, at the college campus that I was at, to really uh, kind of create kind of this like Catholic utopia, if you will, 
with all of kind of this, this work that I put into it. But I look back at that time, and, and I sometimes wonder if maybe I didn't start more problems than I actually solved. That's kind of a, a thing that happens to us a lot. You know, you, you think about, you know, parenting, you know, whenever you impose too many rules, you can actually create kind of more issues than if you just had a few rules. It was kind of, it was kind of my issue as a priest, kind of creating too many, any, tackling too many projects and taking on too many projects and not having enough uh, bandwidth to complete them all. But nonetheless, I did it. I did everything I could to solve every single problem that crossed my desk, and I failed miserably most of the time. But I kept that mindset. I kept that mindset of like, hey, like, let me be this crusader whenever I get into the Navy. And then I actually joined. And what I found was something interesting. What I found more and more, at least in the Navy, especially deployed, was that every dragon head that I tried to chop off, two more would end up growing. Every problem that I would try and solve ended up kind of creating more and more issues and more and more problems. And I realized that eventually at some point, like, I couldn't do this anymore. I realized at some point, like, I'm going to burn out if I just keep on trying and trying and trying to address problem after problem after problem. And it really led to a bit of a, of a crisis kind of in my priesthood, kind of just wondering, what do I do? Where do I go? Like, how do I, how do I really solve these issues? Um, and whenever I, whenever I would feel that way at the parish, I would always go back to the day I was ordained, or really the day after I was ordained. Whenever a priest is ordained, he, he becomes a priest, and then he celebrates his first, his mass of Thanksgiving, where he's the presider, and he celebrates his very first mass on his own. And what I told the people that day uh, was, and I told them, hey guys, look, a priest, whenever you look at a priest, you're looking at a bridge to God. Any priest, doesn't matter how holy or not holy he is. Whenever any priest says, this is my body or this is my blood, that is Christ's body and Christ's blood on the altar. Whenever any priest says, I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, your sins are absolved in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. A priest is a bridge to God. What I, was, what I always pointed out, and one of the things that always gave me great comfort, was a priest is a bridge to God, but a bridge is nothing without support. If a bridge doesn't have support, not only is, is, it, is it not helpful, it's actually dangerous. It actually does what I, what I did a lot, creates more problems than it solves. It actually can end up being a real, real problem in and of itself. And I found consolation in that. While I was in the parish, while I was in Lafayette, there was a lot of support there. There was a lot of love there. It was incredible. And joining the Navy, it was there, but not nearly in the same quantity, just because of the different environment. And it, it, it kind of created a bit of a problem. All right, so where do I find this support? Where do I find this, this solace? Where do I find this friendship? And... You know, what I did, at least for my first deployment, was my support mainly came from, from, my, from my, my priest friends, my priest friends back at home. I would, I would write these updates, um, basically, to them twice a week, once, once every two weeks, and that would kind of create that support. Um, but it wasn't until my second deployment that, that I really saw what it was all about. I was on the Truman... And the Truman was a pretty amazing experience. There was a lot of really, really good people there. And I was, we're about to celebrate my fifth anniversary. 
which is kind of five years as a priest is kind of a big deal, uh, at least for, for our generation. Um, and I remember getting up there to say that message, to say what, what, I, what I said at the very beginning of my priesthood. A priest is a bridge to God, but a priest is nothing without support. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you so much for your love. And as I was preparing that message, as I was preparing to deliver that heartfelt truth, something happened. This doesn't happen to me a lot, but something happened, and I had this vision, if you will, of a bridge going from one place to another, going from heaven to earth. And I imagine me kind of laying down there, because priest, bridge to God, right? But the support that I was receiving was a crucifix, was the Lord himself, Jesus Christ on the cross, supporting me. And it was at that moment that I realized that the support that I have received from my fellow man was invaluable, but without support from Jesus, I would have crumbled and died. And it was at that moment that I recognized that the priesthood itself makes no sense. The priesthood itself just doesn't add up. In fact, I go out and, you know, just, just regular Navy, average Joe in the Navy. I mean, I, I'll give you an example. I walked in at one, one fellow officer's house, walked right on in. Uh, we were doing a dinner together, and I walked in, brought the housewarming gift, brought some Japanese strawberries, and, you know, officer's a good friend of mine. Uh, he, he looks at me, he keeps the door open, and he's like, well... Is uh, Mrs. Pelissier coming by? And I was like, Mrs. Pelissier doesn't exist. And he was shot. Couldn't believe it. That's the norm. That's a, that's a very common thing amongst people. It doesn't make sense. The priesthood is a strange thing. Why would a man, a young man, give up everything to come and do what we're doing right now if it weren't for Jesus Christ? If it weren't for the Eucharist, if it weren't for our God in the, in the Eucharist, if it weren't for our God in the form of bread, in the form of wine, what would be the point of it all? And I think that's what really, really opened my eyes five years ago, a year ago for my five-year anniversary, was recognizing fundamentally that what we have in the priesthood, by the fact that we have priests to come and confect the Eucharist, is a sheer gift from God. This is, not something that, this is not something I could have done on my own. It's not something I could have even thought of on my own. It doesn't really make a lot of sense on your own. But I tell you right now, my friends, these past six years have been absolutely phenomenal. I don't think I could have, I don't think there's a profession I could be any happier. And I'm not the only one. You know, Time Magazine did a survey of the, the happiest professions in all of America. And something like 95% of clergy not just priests, but clergy, we're happy. And I would argue it's the same thing. You look at my brother priests, and there's generally a joy that comes with this life. It doesn't make a lot of sense, except whenever you look at it from a supernatural perspective. From a natural perspective, it seems crazy. But I tell you, my friends, giving up a family, a biological family, and giving that up was a massive sacrifice. But the love that I have received from you all, the love that I have received from all of the parishioners, all the sailors, all the Catholic friends that I have made, 
over the years have made it completely worth it. Have made it completely worth it. But not only that, the time and the energy and the devotion I'm afforded now to be able to spend in front of the Eucharist is utterly life-changing. And I think that's the beauty of the priesthood. You know, I used to think the priesthood's beauty was in preaching. I used to think the priesthood's beauty was in changing lives. But I realized that the beauty of the priesthood is where you and is the fact that, you, that, that the priest has the opportunity to deeply value and put Jesus as the center of his life. To deeply value and put the Lord in the Eucharist as the very center of his existence. And that might not seem on the surface to be all that exciting, but if you do it for a few years, five, six, seven years, it changes your life. And it opens your eyes to a greater truth that is hard for the common man, hard for the common person to accept. But the reality is, is Christ is here. Christ in the Eucharist. And He doesn't just want to change my life. He wants to change yours as well. And that's why we're here today, my friends. That's why we celebrate the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Because we celebrate an invitation. An invitation to become more and more like God. An invitation to become more and more like Jesus Christ. By surrendering and submitting to His incredible will. And by opening ourselves to Him and His eternal love for us. Because while we might be here and we might do a great job supporting one another, it's nothing compared to the support of Christ.